You are listening to Girly Swats, a podcast that looks at issues facing women in the political spotlight. I'm your host, Hannah Woodward. So welcome to the third episode of Girly Swats, and today I'm joined by Chloe Shaw and Laurie Morgan. So welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. And for this episode, we'll be looking into the lack of diversity in journalism as a whole, and in particular, political journalism. So I was doing some research on the statistics of the industry. People from a white ethnic background make up 95% of the journalism workforce, compared with 87% of the UK population. 86% of journalists went to university. 80% of editors went to private school. And 51% of leading journalists went to a private school. But if you compare that to the whole population, only 6.5% of the population went to private school. And 46% of bosses are uncomfortable with the level of diversity in their own newsroom. Only 37% of senior radio roles are held by women and only 11% of journalists are from a working class background and only 0.4% of journalists are Muslim. So from that you can just tell that the the industry Mm -hmm. is just dominated by privately educated Mm. white men. That doesn't really surprise me. No. I am not really surprised by that, which I think is sad. Yeah, as Um, much as those figures are shocking, mm. it's not like um, news to my ears, if that makes sense. It's it's obvious. Uh, if, If you look at our course we are overwhelmingly white like in yeah. terms of ethnicity like across the board across uh, you know news magazine mm. and broadcast it's it's obvious that the 95% statistic is is still a thing sure yeah even know. us even as young aspiring journalists yeah. already mm-hmm. just by choosing who does this course it's overwhelmingly white and from privileged backgrounds majority because how else yeah. would we pay for this course mm. well for me for example i wouldn't be able to do this course without the scholarship um so i feel extremely lucky to be here but i think even just by having only a select few of people who can't afford to come here with scholarships you're already excluding people from the industry of course yeah and you almost i think if you're from a poorer background you have to work twice as hard to get to the same place as someone with money and you think of that as being old-fashioned but it's really really not which is really sad as much as um you know the application process for this course it's you can apply using your degree or you can apply using your experience Mm. i mean majority of us have all come straight from an undergrad Mm -hmm. and without that would we have able to get on this course and then without that would we have able to go on to undergrad if we weren't privileged it's the mm. same it's the same process yeah. yeah how we've all got here has been because we are white privileged and um, when you were saying about undergrad as well though UCAS reported that more women enter undergraduate degrees in journalism than men and whilst not all of these go will go on to become journalists per se but it's clear there's an issue in that's reflected in the numbers so you have more women going into journalism from <clears throat> you know, the grassroots but when you get to the top only 37 percent of senior roles are held by women so it's obviously up that process women are being forgotten about if you look at subject statistics from school even yeah but right through to university i mean i did a humanities course in social science and we were overwhelmingly it was all women but then when you get to your actual career it doesn't make any sense to me how from all the way throughout school and university social sciences and humanities were taken over by women but then the higher roles in the actual career of these of this subject yeah. is men it makes absolutely no sense to me no sense Mm. on to to that i would say that i think we're in a kind of flux at the minute in terms of you know lots of changes have been made and lots and some progress has been made in terms Mm. of gender balance but i think at the as in terms of people being at the top of their of their career there are a lot of men still at the top but i think they're slowly being filtered out as they retire yeah that kind of thing and i think Mm. that we will see within the next maybe 10 years or so it may take a long time i think that the balance will potentially readdress itself but that's not to say that we need to you know there still needs Mm. to be a lot 
lot of work to continue it, to continue yeah. everything. I mean, that's interesting that you, you draw on that, Chloe, because the statistic was 46% of bosses are uncomfortable with the level of diversity, but that still means you've got 54% of bosses who aren't uncomfortable. They're, you yeah. could say they're perfectly yeah. happy with it. And if you've got more than half of bosses who don't see having an industry that's 95% white, mainly men, mainly privately educated people, we have a massive problem. And mm-hmm. if women can't get to the top or people from an, an ordinary background can't get to the top, mm-hmm. we're just in this constant downward circle of just producing the same industry looking mm-hmm. the exact same. Well, well, yeah, but if you look at majority of the newsrooms, they are all men. And yeah. to say 50, was it 54% are happy with how it is? Well, yeah, because it's always been that way. Yeah. And it's always been ingrained in there, in that system and in this, in this career. You know, a lot of men have their own shows. If you look at LBC, I mean, and Global on a whole, mm. their newsrooms are, especially the one in Cardiff, like I've worked there myself. There's one, one mm. lady journalist, the rest are men. The editor's a man. If you look at LBC, a lot of the running shows are all led by men. Mm-hmm. And so to say that 54% are happy with it, it's probably 50% percent men they're yeah. happy with it and it's not just in the whole of journalism it's, it's like it in political journalism as well so even though you've got laura coonsberg joe coburn beth rig vanvier singh emily matlis kate mccann all amazing amazing female journalists but yesterday the british journalism awards announced that there were going to be journalists who were shortlisted in the political journalism category and all the individual people were men and the only women who were shortlisted were in a team of men and i kind of find that honestly disgusting that you're just so shocked that laura coonsberg was not shortlisted. it makes you want to roll your eyes at them releasing a shortlist that's so male dominated because they know it's going to get backlash Yeah, yeah. because they, they are you know we've just named a bunch of female political journalists even though they may not be as many as men mm. um, that are, should should have been included on that mm. and it's you know it's, it's shocking yeah. to think that it's you know 2019 everyone yeah. about the year 2019 almost 2020 and to have a, a massive award night like that yeah and women are still not included in it mm. it's actually shocking but for me it goes back to politics is dominated by men mm-hmm. the subject itself it excludes women mm-hmm. everywhere yeah. whether that yeah. be in the media the press journalists yep. mps ams anything yeah so for me it's the, it's actually the political subject already mm-hmm. that politics itself is just excludes mm-hmm. women as a whole and that just for yep. me just proves it it's like the cherry on top of the cake isn't it and what I think as well is that when you think oh like can you name me a political editor or a political reporter you can just name so many women like Laura Cronesberg oh, yeah. she's just she's oh, a million yeah. followers on Twitter Obama follows oh, her gosh, yeah. but she's not even recognised and even when you look at those the, the shortlisted men they all are mainly white they all went to Oxford and Cambridge and you think you just want to shake the, these people and go oh my god you know you have a problem yeah. <clears throat> just try and address it and it's not and I mean they are probably wonderful journalists yeah. Yeah. these men of course but what shocks me the most at Laura Coons I keep going back to her but the, the fact that she is the first political editor of the BBC yeah. in itself is a massive thing yeah. and for her not to be even recognised on the shortlist of that award is for me so shocking mm. And and even the fact that she is the first political editor for the BBC, that fact in itself is just mind blowing. Yeah. Do you think then that the industry takes it serious enough? The industry wants to appear as if it's getting more diverse, mm. doesn't it? For the for the sake of you know front facing, public facing, you know they t- in terms in terms of saving face, they want to appear that they are you know open and welcoming to. Uh, increasing diversity, increasing more yeah. female journalists, BAME. But at the same time, there's still a fundamental issue. Like we're seeing this, it's like it is such a man's world, especially politics. It is, yeah. and it, like I said, it's not ever about bringing a man down yeah. or men yeah, down exactly. as a whole. It's just putting us on the same level 
playing yeah. field giving us the same, same opportunity mm-hmm. to win that award for yeah. example going back to that but there's not even an opportunity for women no. to win that award because they're not even there no exactly Yeah. but it's about bringing that up to that level and letting us even have a chance mm-hmm. yeah. exactly and I think a lot of it is you know what you were saying at the start of, of this episode Han about the fact that it's because we don't see a lot of female journalists and a lot of female political editors yeah. like Laura Koonsberg being one of you know I think the only one that I remember in my memory that has been prominent on the telly and stuff like that and I think that gets ingrained in like you know subconsciously you know if you see men and not women as a woman you're not gonna feel you know you're not gonna have that confidence ingrained in you seeing people like oh I I could do that because as you know a lot of guys on our course they know you know their idols such as Adrian Masters Hugh Edwards things like that all these male Mm. journalists that are massive role models for them which can be role models for us too but the lack of female role models definitely has an effect yeah and it's that that we're fighting against at the minute because there are so few that we can base ourselves on and i think because we don't have as much confidence mm. from the lack of role models it's it's an issue and it's yeah. it risks becoming a vicious circle yeah it seems to me that a lot of female journalists majority are print or online mm. they're never the face of tv or the sound radio so i think there are journalists out there but a lot of my female role models come from the print industry yeah Mm. um that doesn't mean to say they're brilliant at their job or on the media at all but i feel like the um news organizations that broadcasting organizations have the face of a man Mm. quite often and too often Yeah. yeah so i think a lot of female journalists are hidden behind um, Absolutely. Mm. I can say with confidence that that is completely true. Yeah. Uh, just from work experience that I've done quite recently with the BBC, all the majority of the producers mm. were female. Yeah. And they were doing an, an incredible job behind the scenes. And then front facing, I mean, the presenter was Nick Robinson, who's a brilliant journalist in himself. But it's just so, I just found it really interesting that all of the, the crazy logistics that were going on behind the scenes. It was all women and that made me really happy. And yeah. that made me, as you know, as what I want to do for my career, I was sitting there going, wow, I would love to yeah. do their job. And I think, and that, See, that without gender them, link, that show would never be part of it. But exactly. do you think it's kind of like, women are constantly the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like there's a quote, is it behind every strong man? There's a, yeah, it's a, I think uh, the one I like is yeah, that behind is every that? successful man, man there's, there's a, a woman one. rolling their eyes. That's it. Yeah. Because without them, everything would fall apart. And then of course you have all these female producers mm-hmm. and then a male producer center yeah that's and what that, i'm saying they're yeah. all hidden and it's like when are we ever going to allow them to be seen like they, this is what annoys me it's yeah. that it's not about yeah okay females can do a lot more these days and have higher roles of course they can and be authoritative mm. but it's more the fact that you're still trying your very hardest yeah. Yeah. to put us back to where you think we belong and yeah. that's yeah that's the struggle for me. Yeah. It's like a never ending battle. And yeah. they do it they do it hit like they do it exactly without trying to do it. So I've got a perfect example. Yeah. Um, so there's a deputy political of the Telegraph, Anna Mikhailova, and yesterday she tweeted, only male journalists got to ask questions at Justin Trudeau's presser. His team cut the long queue for questions off just as it got to her. Later, someone in Trudeau's team held the door open for me and said, because I saw you didn't quite a question. It's not the same, is it? No. That's just, <laughs> that's shocking. That's kind of like, you know, a bit of male chivalry and attempt to make it all seem Oh, there you better. go, love. You didn't get a question, but... Oh, but I'll do this for you, so I look gentlemanly. Oh, look, here you oh, go. Sh- you can have the leftovers here, like, like oh come on so patronising that's yeah. another thing I hate is that and I worry for my career like I worry for myself as a female going into if I ever wanted to interview a massive political leader a world leader like him mm. I would fear that I would never get my voice heard and also it's the patronising I hate mm. I hate mm. it but yeah. us women shouldn't ever weaken 
ourselves to it and be like oh to shrug it off Mm -hmm. we should just be boisterous and be like Mm -hmm. no like i'm gonna do it anyway but it's interesting you say that though because men are in this industry they are boisterous but they're not picked up on being boisterous but if a woman does it then she's boisterous this is the thing and so i feel like i can i can speak to this i think a bit recently because so i've been working on the podcast with the political for the four of us in the team who are working on politics and i'm the only girl with three guys and i absolutely love them (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i absolutely love them all to bits right they are the nicest guys ever but sometimes i do find it difficult to get a word in edgeways with things yeah and i i'm trying to fight this tendency in myself which probably does have to do with my personality in general but i'm i'm fighting against the thought of like oh i'm i'm here for gender representation uh i Mm. you know they they would be someone else who's better qualified that's probably would be a guy because you know i can understand why you'd have that like and to me the boys that you are with as much as i love them they're big personalities they are massive yeah. and it is hard anyway mm-hmm. in a class to even get your voice heard yeah. over those three yeah and that's not a bad thing that's just their characteristics yeah. but I and in understand. no way i would say knowing them that they are misogynist they're both oh, three oh, lovely no, lovely lovely absolutely guys absolutely not I can get, when you're with three men and you're the mm-hmm. only woman you sometimes uh, yeah. have to just shout over three men yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm, so I, I'm trying to I'm trying to make I'm trying to become more I can't think of any other word apart from authoritative so I'm trying yeah. to like assert myself a bit more in the group yeah which I have trying to do and it's like I feel I'm feeling more comfortable the more I'm working with them I absolutely love them all to bits. But I, I sometimes I'm sitting there going, oh gosh, like I don't want to become that stereotype of the, you know, the the bossy girl. Oh, and yeah. like and like the, like nasty the, woman. the fact yeah. that that's yeah, literally <laughs> a bloody difficult woman. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I'm just, I'm so weird. I'm like, oh, this this shouldn't be an issue in my head. Mm. But it's I feel like it's just you do get that stereotype. Like I think if if it was an equal playing field where you had two two girls and two yeah. boys then I don't think you'd have that issue. But like you said, I feel like I'm just here for gender representation. Mm. I would probably feel the same. Um, But yeah, going back to this this thing that happened last night with the female journalist not getting a question. This happened not so... uh, Well, it was about a year ago when it was outside the White House and Donald Trump and all his white men were standing in like a big group and this lady stood up to ask a question. They told her to sit back down and then Mm. they asked another guy and he stood up and did a question absolutely fine. Mm. I mean, it happens more often than it should. Mm. And it is... It fears... It must fear us all. As three girls starting out our career... Yeah. We, it's hard not to be afraid of this sort of thing happening mm, yeah. or have lack of confidence. Yeah. For me personally, I my dream job is to be Laura Koonsberg. She is my absolute mm-hmm. idol. I love mm. her. And in all honesty, growing up, I've always, I've always been very political. I've always had a massive interest in politics. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to do. I just always wanted to be a political journalist. Until Laura Koonsberg was there, as soon as you get a female there, you think, oh, I, I can actually do that. It yeah. becomes more attainable for and you. And the European correspondent. Um, yeah, Katya Adler. Katya Adler. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like yeah. now that now we've got a woman as a female political editor, well, I can I can attain that. But I still have this like fear of, now in 2019 women are still coming up against misogyny in the industry that i think oh my gosh I, you almost have to be thicker skinned and i'm having having this mental battle with myself being like oh mm. am, am i tough enough to even d- even do this that as well yeah. though like even if like when i said to my mum and my dad that i wanted to be a journalist they were like oh you've got to have tough skin for that it's like yeah. I don't know if you saw um, that sensitivity podcast I put up but it's like oh you can't be a sensitive person if you want to do this it's like why not of course yeah, I can yeah. yeah carry on like that was it was also really interest, interesting as well the fact that I was lucky enough to ask Laura Queensberg about how she dealt with the abuse oh, wow. that she got and her response was she's like I just don't look 
Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't. She gets someone else to check. So someone else checks her emails and filters oh. out all of the hate that she gets. That just breaks my heart though yeah, for her. And stuff on Twitter. And so stuff on Twitter sad. as well. She just doesn't look. Do you know what? It just, just shouldn't so happen. Like it shouldn't. Like, but what? even though on. So I don't know. Obviously, are you guys sold? But for all our listeners, uh, myself, Sophie, um, Chris, and Fiona were on the course. We went as Brexit cast, and Laura Coons tweeted us being like, "Wow, this is yeah. a winner." But on the replies, it was just disgusting. Like someone, the tweet came up. It was a warning, basically saying it was um, explicit content. And someone, it was a pornographic photo with someone, a woman, completely naked, and they'd photoshopped Laura Coonsberg's face on it. She's a, she's a political journalist. That would you would never in a million years do that to Nick Robinson. No. And when he was in her job. What I never saw, any, maybe it was because I was a bit younger, but you never saw anything. No. He could never do anything wrong in anybody's eyes. And it goes back to the Dan Walker and the Nagger Mangetti thing. Yeah. Everyone picked on Nagger, and it was actually Dan who was asking all the questions. And it annoys mm-hmm. me because there was no yeah. even second question about him. Yeah. It really, really bugs me. And it yeah. has been like this for years. Mm-hmm. For years. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with black and white. Yeah. It's honestly the same with nationality, everything, your background, everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's disgusting. Yeah. And I, and it, I think it is important to say here that, be, like, you know, as a journalist, you do get a lot of abuse, mm. um, like male or female, you do get a lot of abuse. But I think the significant thing being female journalist, there is so much misogyny out there, which yeah. ma- male journalists do not get. Okay, you may get hate. Like, I know Nick Robinson gets a lot of hate. You know, for an example, loads of journalists just have to deal. This is the, the world we're living in now, sadly, with Twitter and everything. It mm. gives people a voice. Mm. And more often than not, people use that voice mm. to spread hate rather than mm. rather than anything else. Like, it's the classic example of Nick Robinson and, and Laura Coonsberg have both been accused of having Tory bias. Yeah. Both get abuse for it. However, Laura has an, another layer of misogyny yeah. and... Yeah. Just it's like horrendous. another thing yeah mm-hmm. and it's oh you're a woman so you have to you have to deal with that and that's yeah. just part of your life no us women are now saying that's not part of my life mm-hmm. and i and i feel so angry that we, we know that there's this problem when it when it comes back to the british journalism awards women aren't recognized and they have to put up with so much more as well yeah. just doing their job and it's even um it's still media related but the there was a festival that had no female artists being played at this festival and it had to be stopped and it's it, it's just all media it's all it's all representations online and it's always we are the ones that are always getting the backlash for it and we're the ones that are always getting hidden yeah and it will be and it's and this is why it's important to do these sort of things and this is why your podcast is an amazing thing is to share shed light on these issues mm-hmm. but even the ones that are not even in the industry yet can already anticipate it and see it happening. Yeah. And it's it's amazing that you're highlighting these issues. This is why we've got to do it because mm-hmm. there needs to be a change. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. I, I was just going to say that when you said that you were the only girl in the politics patch yeah. for this year, when I was political editor in student newspaper, mm-hmm. I was the only girl out of four people. So the other three people were were, were boys. And that's just, that's not a coincidence. There's two different scenarios, yeah. two different organisations, mm-hmm. and it's one girl out of four yeah. people. And you can't help but doubt yourself. This is the yeah. annoying thing. This is what I've been struggling with. You can't you can't help but doubt yourself because it's male dominated. Yeah. You think is it like, a, and it's an awful thing to think. And I'm sitting there thinking, well surely this problem is it male dominated for a reason like should i do i even deserve to be here which is you know just my own toxic thoughts in general but it's it's i think a lot of it is so unconscious and ingrained you know we've got casual sexism that just happens you know about you know women um you know i had a friend who's a very good friend but the first impression i had with him like within a few days of meeting him he told this joke about um this really awful sexist joke about what do you do if a woman can see out of the kitchen 
shorten the chain. That was the joke that he told oh, me. That's disgusting. And I remember being like, and like, I remember laughing at the time, thinking, ha ha ha, okay. But it's just the everyday yeah, joke that there, happens. It? It's like, but yeah. it, it just keeps. It's like a, it's like slow drip, isn't it? That's why you've got small feet because you deserve to be in the kitchen or something. That's another joke, isn't it? But um, I don't know if you girls were there on Friday afternoon when we met the ITV head of news. Basically, we um, he was on about diversity. Mark asked him about the diversity in ITV um, newsrooms. And he said, oh, we are trying or we have almost got a 50-50 split between genders. I mean, the fact that they are trying or they are having to get 50-50 should already be just 50-50 already <laughs> is just another thing. It's, it's not just, that hard to put a bloody really woman <laughs> in a position. Like, why, why mean, so hard? The fact that gender payday is still still trending and still going on yeah. as well as a hashtag yeah. online when it, whenever it is. I think it was like back in October. I think out of the 12 months, the gender pay gap works out that women work to October and then anything from October onwards they don't get paid for but men get paid for the whole 12 months and that's yeah. the reality of the gender pay gap but to fa- the fact that we, but what I'm saying is the fact that we've even still got to try and shed a, share a light on these things yeah. is just in itself it's just exhausting. crazy it is and do you know what I laugh at it now I'm just thinking oh yeah it's ridiculous yeah. And it, it should it should just happen yeah. it should just be automatic and it should yeah. just be there so on that do you guys think that positive discrimination in terms of if we just look at women in journalism do you think positive discrimination is the answer here yeah I absolutely yeah? do I think yeah I think in all honesty, it's 2019. We, st- we don't have we don't have equality in this industry yeah. or any industry. I think we're at a point where we just need to take actual action. We've had too many years of oh come on, we can try, we can try, we can try. It's not working. Nothing's happening, so we're gonna have to try to reinforce it. And it's, it, there's evidence and recent evidence that, to suggest that it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for the sake of argument, uh, what would you say to the point of view that actually positive discrimination, even though it'd be good for diversity, it may not necessarily put the best people for the jobs in the roles well I guess they're both there at the, at the same time though aren't they if they're go- both going for the job and one's mm. a man and one's a woman and I don't agree with the oh you're only giving them a job because they're a woman no they're both there having an interview mm-hmm. they're both equally as equally qualified yeah. arguably 20 years ago they would have given the well, job to the man yeah. because you know mm-hmm. all the maternity leave blah 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 this discrimination has happened for so long might so might say I don't know if I agree or not that maybe it's time to have that discrimination in favour of women rather than men. I think, personally, I think that if there's any positive discrimination, I think it has to happen earlier on in terms of like where we are now in terms of education. Well, in, yeah, like yeah. I was just about to say, they've, if they've had both had the same training exactly. and they've both come from the exactly. same area, then, then there's no there's no issue. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just employ someone purely because they're a, a female yeah. just to... Just for tokenism. Just you know? for your yeah. kind of, oh, well, look, we've got gender representation, da-da-da-da. It shouldn't be like that. Exactly. If they've come from the same training, which, like you're saying, it should start here. It should. Then I don't see why there, there's even an issue in mm-hmm. why gender's even brought up yeah. in that sense. If you give people equal opportunities and, like, you know, the, the if people have equal choices so they can choose to go into journalism if they want to or not, at the end of the day, it's all about choice because, you know, some women may just out of choice decide not for them mm. and leave and things like that yeah. we, we've seen that on our course but if 
the, it's just the fact having the opportunity to try and to go for the role and if everyone's given like the same training when it gets to the interview stage of like going for a job which many of us will be doing at the end of this year it will it will there will be no need for positive discrimination because we will have amazing women uh, and more diverse range of people going for the same jobs mm. I want to bring it back to women in actual politics and mm. um, just drawing on when I was growing up I think it is classroom level and there was a boy in our year who was really active in politics took a massive interest no one said anything but then when I had an interest in it a lot of the boys would tease me for having an interest mm. in it and whenever I'd say something they'd always make a comment about the fact that I like politics but that the boy never had that and I think that's just that's where it is at the classroom level um, so I'm just going to read you some research by the Economic and Social Research Council mm-hmm. which basically did uh, a study that showed men had a greater knowledge of politics um, I'm just going to read this guys to you so a century um, on from the summer when suffragette Emily Davison died for the right to vote research suggests that women in Britain are fundamentally disengaged from politics so men scored an average of 58% in a current affairs quiz where women got an average of 39% the lack of interest of women in news also reflects how little they are portrayed in the media mm-hmm. news coverage continues to be heavily dominated towards male sources even in countries such as the UK where gender equality ratings are relatively high overall women were only interviewed or cited in 30% of TV news stories in the nation <laughs> surveyed and they're more likely to be in soft stories for example family lifestyle and culture mm-hmm. and sociologists say the results reflected how marginalised women still feel from public life where the majority of leading figures are men now a university professor said such underrepresentation and topical bias of women in news media may curb women's motivation to acquire political knowledge actively and discourage them from political participation and even prevent women from engaging as citizens in a democratic society and then Caroline Criado Perez said I'm not surprised by the findings because there's a lot of research into the fact that women need to see themselves represented in order to feel part of the debate precisely Mm -hmm. girls aren't born interested in politics any more than boys are born engaged with it boys are shaped to be interested in it and they feel they have a stake in it and people are listening to them absolutely absolutely it just speaks for itself the fact that when you were reading that I'm just going, well, yeah, because if we are not shown if females and girls from as young as however young you are when you go into school, if they are not shown that you can understand and you can do politics, then where's the motivation to do it? Yeah. If they are just told, right, you've got to be in the private sphere of this of society yeah. and not in the public at all and not have a public voice at all, mm-hmm. then obviously it's going to, we're not, not going to have an engagement in it. Of course yep. we're not. But as a politics student myself in my undergrad, it was like a never I could never win against a man because apparently they knew more than me yeah well absolutely not we've come from the exact same level where we are and politics in itself is not in education enough as it should be at all at all completely agree there like absolutely I feel like there there is I like I remember having like lessons at PSE about you know sex education and things like that in school why isn't politics and knowledge of how the political system works part of our education like mm-hmm. I feel like I was at a massive disadvantage when I turned 18 mm-hmm. and you know had the right to vote I had to go out and do a ton of research off my own back to actually find out and about politics yeah, I'm go sure back to men sati- should have boys sorry to interrupt him, but That's I'm okay. sure the boys would have gone through the same process so to say that boys are more educated in it as well absolutely no they're not at all mm. it's the fact they've got to do the exact same thing as we have to do but we are not motivated because we are not seen in it men are on the media more and therefore because they can you know relate to that person they're a man they're white there's someone like mm-hmm. them on the screen however growing up I didn't I didn't see a woman on the screen no 
telling me about politics. So why, why would I give a damn? Or if you did, she was off the screen by 50 because they, yeah. you know, they love an older man and then a young woman standing next to him. Yeah. So it's it's about that as well. It's how long we're on the screen for as well. Yeah. Like yeah. if, if I, I was growing up, there was, you know, I was growing up watching Bill Turnbull and mm-hmm. Hugh Edwards and things like, look how old they are though. But at the same time, I can't see any woman to me mm-hmm. when I was that young in the media that shone a light for me to be like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think we have come a long way in terms of, like, you look at Pay- Kay Burley now, I think she's nearly 16. She's mm. absolutely smashing mm. it. And 10 years ago, do you think that would have happened, that you would have had a woman over 50 on no, the screen? No. no. Absolutely not. 10 years ago, you probably wouldn't have been in that job. You see a lot in that Hollywood as well, like, across the board, it's ageist. Because, you know, if you, once you're a man and you, you know, you get into, like, the 60s, you become like Silver Fox. Like, look at George Clooney. Yeah. But then... Philip we- Schofield, too. Yeah, Philip mm. Schofield as well. And it's you see it in Hollywood films, when a woman reaches a certain age, they go from being the love interest in rom-coms to being the the geriatric mother. But I think it's the power. I think the power that politics has on us Mm. kind of attracts Mm. that male role as well though like and to have the power when you look at um an older man and a younger woman a woman that gives the power to the man because he's older he you know do you see what i'm saying power dynamics it is and it's still there and i think Mm. that's what attracts so many people to it i think it's this power i would think the word power represents quite a lot of things in the media and politics in itself yeah. and and gender gendered roles as well because men from from birth like when you if you look at baby grows i don't know guys do your own little social experiment if you listen <laughs> to this if you go into tesco premark asda MS, if you look at baby grows for girls and boys the girls ones will have pretty as a princess oh i'm dreaming blah mm. blah blah boys will be like oh, i'm strong i can do yeah. this mummy's cheeky boy and even from birth it's kind of sick that it is and this is what got me into sociology though was that yeah was you know all the boys toys in toys r us so trucks and diggers and mm-hmm. all this and yeah. hammers and then the girls toys are a kitchen mm. yeah. and a sewing kit mm. but that's what i'm saying it's all from there and it's all from that boys are allowed to be naughty yeah. girls aren't and it's that power it's the power that they feel that they can still have and I think we're up against so much more as women Mm -hmm. to overcome so many things like power like domination and Mm -hmm. just being a female in general yeah Yeah. and it's that's why I think the few female role models that we do have like we've talking about like Laura Coonsberg Kay Burley they are such amazing inspirations because they've had to fight against the system Mm. and I think this is also true of female politicians like you had Leanne Wood on last last in the last episode Han but also like you know Nicola Sturgeon Joe Swinson whatever you think of their politics like Theresa May to an extent right they as, as female politicians they also get a hard time in the media yeah and having to stand up and pretend to be Joe Swinson in a rehearsal and try to answer questions that a presenter was putting to me it was it was hard to be under that spotlight yeah. like they it's a it's difficult terrifying. job like Nicola Sturgeon tweeted didn't she when when her and when Theresa May was elected there was a photo of her and Theresa May saying whatever your policies this is proof to women everywhere that you you can get there not that's yeah, the exact word in but it was the words so there was a fact and I, I just think it's crazy that you have you just have as a woman you just have to put up with so much more. How have you guys seen the industry changing? Like for me, I want to be a political reporter. I think the reality is if I ever want to do that, I'm going to have to come up against more than perhaps some a, a male counterpart. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think the industry will change in our lifetime? How do you think it's going to go? Diversity on whole, I don't see it moving very fast anytime soon Um, in terms of gender either. I I really, really, really don't. Um, Not in the time that we want to be in our careers at all. I think people are forced to change when they don't actually really want to. It's not in their best interest to do it, but to prevent backlash and to prevent all the statistics Mm. coming out and ruin their reputation as news organisations, i.e. ITV news bbc um i think people just do it out of that i don't think they're necessarily doing it because they want to or because these females are incredible at their jobs mm-hmm. i think they're just doing it for to have the facts and you know to have the figures on their side there's a lot of people doing things that are helping diversity and are helping making a change mm-hmm. i mean us on this course i hope that we are the new generation of female journalists yeah. and being in the media and let's just hey fingers crossed we might be one of those big yeah. ones i think that's why we need a sisterhood like boys big each other up and i think girls yeah. just need to come together mm. and just push each other up like you do see it on twitter when someone will have a go at Kay or yeah. beth rigby they'll they'll call they'll call each other out yeah. and i think that's what girls need i think they just need to start mm-hmm. not and they didn't anyway great, but just just standing up for each other and 100%, having this girl power 100 but what's yeah. great is caroline hit who we had um a few weeks back as our special guest amazing she was. it didn't just affect women and she didn't have a positive effect on just us she had a massive effect on the boys in the course as well she like she really really did and i think going back to what we're saying i think it has kind of opened up boys a little bit they're like oh mm-hmm. god there is actually a problem here and having someone like that come in and not just represent females and talk to us females but to actually have an impact on the boys as well is yep. saying yeah. something i think I, some of them yeah. were saying that they feel like they're missing out on being a woman oh yeah but well, <laughs> i mean it is great yeah <laughs> i mean that's really important as well i think the fact that also that there are lots of girls on the courses which is fab but also as well like from Caroline's the effect that she had on the boys I think that's so important as well because the men that are coming into the industry as well but with us just have so much more knowledge and are educated about how you know the issues that we yeah, face as women I hope they can see it though I yeah. hope they can see what we're facing and especially because you know like I was saying earlier the men who are now at the top of the top of their careers you know the big wigs in all the all the industry who you know they didn't they probably didn't have that education and this is yeah. not excusing their actions because they should educate themselves currently but they're from the generation that didn't have that perspective and I think that within the next 10 years I'd like to I'd like to think positively I think within the next 10 maybe 20 years at a push we will see a positive change with diversity and it's not just about you know giving us females confidence it is about educating the boys as well and really showing them what it is like that and and what we're up against Mm -hmm. but also to having spoken to the boys in the class as well I think I don't think they would ever now that we're so close to them I don't think they'd ever want to see us go through that um but I mean at the same time this is the reality yeah. we need to grab it we need to grab every opportunity and we need to show we need to prove that we deserve it we mm. deserve to be there girls deserve to be there they deserve to have their voices heard mm. but yeah thank you very much guys that was amazing good chat thanks Han you've been listening to Girly Swats and thank you to Lori and Chloe for joining me today don't forget to follow Girly Swats on Instagram and Twitter at Girly Swats